0: Hello, everyone. Before we begin, as is at this point my custom, please remember that Black Lives Matter, Trans Lives Matter, Black Trans Lives Matter. Um, I really should get myself a good just sort of list to run down for this. Uh, Please be kind to each other. We are living through, frankly, traumatic times, um, and everyone can use a helping hand. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to Maybe We Can Fix This, the podcast where we talk about games that we like that might have just missed the mark, and how we might radically change them to make them that much better, or at least more interesting to us. I am your host, Morgan, and joining me this week is Candelia. Hi. Uh, do you want to tell us anything about yourself? Um,
1: I have been playing games for a super, super long time. Um, I am part of another podcast uh, called Plot Armor Podcast. Um, we talk about LARPs that we do in our area with my two other friends that I've known for a long time. Um, I am super super into the tabletop role-play game scene. Um, and talk. How a many lot-
0: how many tabletop games are you running right now?
1: Uh, only three, and that's with the pandemic (laughs) happening, so, like...
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's surprising, because I feel like at one point you were running, like, six.
1: (laughs) I was. I was doing one game every day of the week, I think, except for Mondays.
0: (laughs) So you know your stuff.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) I, I do a lot, but, um... Yeah. Games is a weird territory for me, So like, video games, so I'm really excited to talk about it. Okay.
0: Um... And for people who didn't read the episode title, this week we are talking about Persona 4. Uh, For people who have not played the game, Persona 4 is a mashup of traditional Japanese role-playing game uh, combat. So turn-based against enemies, you and a party of other people using magic and abilities to defeat them and win the day. With a more slice-of-life... life sim type of setup where you go through your days as a student and you make friends with people and you use those connections you build in order to power up your fusion of the person the titular personas which give you your spells and abilities. Uh that about sum it up?
1: Yeah. That sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: so why did you play Persona 4?
1: I ended up uh, playing Persona 4 because I played Persona 3 um, when I was in my teen years. Uh, So it seemed like uh, Persona 3 is my favorite game of all time. Um, (laughs) So it it was one of those like, well, I have to play 4. I ended up playing 3 because I read about it in a magazine, which is like wild to think (laughs) of nowadays for game racks and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it was in like a, one of those anime magazines that you could get in the grocery store. And uh, I remember having to explain to my dad um, why it was okay, even though I, I think it has like a mature rating.
0: It does. Yeah, it because, of, mature the,
1: rating. because um, of the persona summoning yeah. uh, thing that happens in the game, uh, that ended up making it an instant has to be an M rating. Explaining yeah. that to my dad was hard. <laughs> but um, I ended up falling in love with the series. Um, I am super in love with turn-based games. Okay. Yeah. Especially like games where you uh, kind of, I guess, the Final Fantasy-esque games where you ha- you can sit and like put your controller down and walk out of the room and fix yourself a snack and come back. And you haven't died in combat (laughs) (laughs) because it's waiting for you to take your turn. I I love games like that where you get to think before you do attacks.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, For my part, I played Persona 4 for very similar reasons. Um, I had played Persona 3 uh, a bit. Um, My sister had played a lot more of it. And then... I played a chunk of Persona 4 with a friend at a friend's house. Didn't play it for a while. Eventually got my own copy. Uh, My sister Rose finally had her own copy. And we were like, let's play it together. So we started the game at the literal same time. uh, Across the hall from each other.
2: Oh, that's so Um, cool.
0: And we tried to sync up. On a, like we tried to like sync up every like dungeon and like big event, um, which lasted for a while, and then she didn't have access to a PS2 for a while, so I didn't play it for five years, I think. Uh, and then a couple of years ago, I picked it up and just demolished it in like three weeks.
2: <laughs> what Ties. was left of it.
0: Um, And it left me. Hmm. Dissatisfied is probably how it described how Persona 4 left me. <laughs> oh, like goodness. it was it was a good it felt like an accomplishment to get through it. It took a lot of hours. Um yeah. but I ended it and I was just like, huh, maybe I should have played Persona 3 instead. <laughs> <laughs> um But yeah, so what did you like about Persona Four?
1: Um One of the things I super love about Persona 4 is uh, the difference from 4 and 3 is, I think 4 is when they started going in the direction of being very, very stylish. Um, They started integrating, like, big popping contrasting colors. Um, They turned up their cheesy pop music a whole lot to, like, (laughs) from, like, a a 9 to an 11, which I super, super love. Oh, yeah. Um, There's some
0: great music in the whole series. (gasps)
1: Yes. Um, other than like the obvious things that come with the game, like it was visually more modern. It was like they would mm-hmm. improved on the little things and like their art styles and stuff like that. Um, I felt like in three, a lot of the characters had a tendency to look kind of samey, and like four is when they made another step towards their characters looking more diverse and stuff like that in a lot of ways. Like, they had more distinct outfits, they had more...
0: Yeah. There was uh, definitely, in, in 3, there's very much a focus on everyone is wearing their school uniform, or maybe some slight alteration of it.
1: Yeah. And then
0: you hit 4, <laughs> and while they all still have uniforms, they're normal, like, they're more, much more, like, color-coded as individuals. Mm-hmm. In a way that most of them weren't as strongly in 3. Mm-hmm. Um, Which helps make them memorable.
1: Uh, Another thing I really love about 4 is um, I feel like they did a really excellent job with setting tone for the game in some ways. Like, I, I feel like they really wanted the game to be set in a small town and for it to be a murder mystery. Yeah. And I think they did a pretty okay job of making it... I, I think that I, it's hard because it's like there's some flaws tied to
0: that. They, made, they made good use of fog.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, no, I, I also have some bones to pick with that, but I think it was a good move to make the game be so focused in its setting and in its intent. Intent. Even mm-hmm. if even if not all the follow through was there that I would have wished.
1: Yeah, yeah, we absolutely agree. Um, what
0: else, what did I like about Persona Four that you didn't cover? Um, I can be a bit of a collector, so getting all those personas was always fun. Ooh. <laughs> uh, music was, as I said, very good. I enjoy the social link system. I like having to focus on building connections with NPCs as like a core gameplay feature. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it forces you to, it, it's not perfect (laughs) by any means Um, because in a lot of ways it just, you start having to go like, well, I have this persona with me. So I can't actually benefit much from hanging out with this person I want to get to know more, so I guess I'll go do this other thing. Um, mm-hmm. Which I found more annoying than I did like, oh man, I should have planned better. Um, I was supposed to be talking about things I liked. No worries, yeah, I know
1: that's, <laughs> that's one of the things that I feel is... Uh, Some of the characters,
0: I think, were on point in their premise. Um Yeah. I love Kanji. Kanji's fantastic. Oh. Uh Naoto's great. I have serious issues with how they handle both of their plots, but I really like them as people.
1: Can't wait to um, talk about that later.
0: <laughs> uh, Chie, solid. Uh, uh. How am I blanking on her name? Oh no. Is Yubito? it
1: Okay, yeah, I was going (laughs) to say.
0: is pretty good. Nanako's adorable. Borderline annoying, but adorable. Mm -hmm. Dojima is the exception to the rule that, like, cops are bad. (laughs) I
1: I love Dojima in a way that's like, oh no.
0: (laughs) And Dojima's just, he's trying so hard to be a really good dad. I know. And to be, like, a good person. And, ah, it just, he was one of my first, like, max rank social links as soon as it was viable. I just, you know, hang out with my uncle. (laughs) (laughs) And it was great. I love it. But yeah, so... Mm
2: -hmm. And I'm
0: sure other things I enjoyed will come up as we start talking about things. Yeah. Uh, Before we get into the big issues, do you have any nitpicks?
1: Um... I guess one of my nitpicks would be, uh... If this is a nitpick. Um for me it is only because uh I'm not I'm i have gained a, an immunity to grinding <laughs> in games. And so uh something in three that they could have so easily fixed in four um is it gets grindy at times. You gotta you gotta yeah. play in easy mode or you gotta like really buckle down and get ready to go through the same random generated they, dungeon for the hundredth yeah. time.
0: <laughs> the, the dungeons, like, do get old uh, big, real fast, because they don't have, like... <laughs> because they're randomly generated, they don't necessarily have character in and of themselves. Like, there's the atmosphere of the dungeon, but each floor is just a random group of boxes. Yeah. Um, which is unfortunate.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh
0: And they had had tweaked from the third game where there was like a sickness and exhaustion system. They were like, oh, we don't put that in the fourth one. Um, And you can just keep grinding forever. Uh, Which was sort of necessary because they also put going into the dungeons during one of your prime social time slots. Uh, Which I guess those two things balance out. I don't know if they really do. I um
1: I wasn't a fan of it specifically because I feel like for a game where you want to balance
0: Yeah it, it the sort social of,
1: aspects it adds stress yeah. to what should be the calmest part of the game.
0: What would end up happening for me was that like I would grind a bunch on an, on like a rainy day. Mm-hmm. Um do social things until the next... Shoot, they're not full moons in four. Is it, like... The next, like, event. Yeah. Unlock a new dungeon. Beat the dungeon the first day. Next rainy day, do a bunch of grinding. Other than that, just, I did, like, very specific times where there was dungeon mm-hmm. and nowhere else. Wow. And feel like it so aggressively segmented the two things that I wish they wouldn't let me grind forever uh, because yeah. like having a better balance. I think three, you did a better balance. The way to get the true ending is too obnoxious obscure. It's like, Oh
1: yeah. It's, definitely... just like,
0: it's just like, not well laid out. Mm-hmm. Uh, like what you're supposed to do. And like, it took me two tries to get that ending. Like I loaded from a recent save and tried again. Not because I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. I didn't realize that what I was doing was cutting off going to be able to do it. And so... Yeah. <laughs> which is kind of obnoxious. Um
2: mm-hmm.
0: I think that's it I for, like, big nitpicks. Because then there's, like... There's the queer baiting problem. Oh. And then there's my pitch.
1: <laughs> I feel like the queerbaiting problem is not even...
0: For me, it's not a
1: nitpick. That's something that's worth a discussion. It's
0: not not a nitpick. It's something worth discussing. I don't have, like, a big pitch. So, there are two major characters that are queer-coded in Persona 4. Um, There are a few other... There's some other things that could be read as queer, like, it is debatable if Chie is into Yukiko and vice versa. Um, mm-hmm. There were apparently older drafts of, of the script where Yosuke could be into the protagonist, which they definitely play up in the spin-off games, um, where there's, like, an almost devotion between the two of them that's kind of oh. alarming uh, at times. Um, <laughs> and, there, and there are a few times where it's like, oh, I, that's the other nitpick. Hang on, I forgot a nitpick. Oh, go ahead. The camping scene.
1: Oh my goodness. My my
0: fix for this is just don't goddamn do it, so... <laughs> at one point in the game, class trip go camping thing. Um, and there's a lot of like, oh, the girls don't know how to cook stuff, and it's like, okay, sure, the gag is that the person who works in hospitality can't cook, I get it. Um, but there is a scene where your party member and In-game best friend, Yosuke, is homophobic and fatphobic towards other people. And you can't intervene.
1: Yeah. It it doesn't
0: give you an option. You don't react. You just watch it happen. And it pisses me off. Mm -hmm. Because that is a moment where if you want to include that that character has that problem, you should be able to say something. Even if it costs you social links, like, levels with Yosuke to do so, you should be able to say something. And in the game about making choices, it's really weird that it wouldn't give you a choice when something bad was happening.
1: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And um, is my uh, least favorite character.
0: He is my the- least favorite. He barely edges out Teddy. God, Oh Teddy. Oh, no. <laughs> <sighs> I hate Teddy. Me too. Uh, I just, as a mascot character, he's just really annoying. He's also like the lecherous yeah. anime boy trope, mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm. is highly annoying. And I just, my fix for him is remove him from the plot. Um, <laughs> I feel,
1: I feel like
0: the team
1: who made Persona maybe were like trying to patch things up with how people felt about Teddy. Um I don't know if you knew, but if you pre ordered Golden, I think it was, I know uh-huh. there was a pre order package you could get and it comes with one of those inflatable punching dolls.
0: Oh no, and it's Teddy.
1: It's Teddy. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like they're like, here's your here's your punchable Teddy <laughs> to come with Jeez. the game. <laughs> I was like, are you, are you- kidding?
0: But for the actual what I would consider the major queer baiting problem
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, is with Kanji and Naoto. So Kanji is, you know, this brash slightly younger than you dude. He's like a punk. He beat up a bunch, bunch of people once and now he just has this like reputation and he dresses in black and like you know, he fights with like,
1: bleaches his hair.
0: He bleaches his hair, he fights with chairs. Like a wrestling mm-hmm. move hits people with chairs, which is fantastic. Yeah, um, and he's just really brash, and he's also really like sensitive and like crochets and sews and like makes stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, there's a lot of like dimension to that. And one of his things in the whole like, we never we did not actually explain the premise of the plot, which is people are getting captured, thrown to a TV put into specialized dungeons that reflect their like inner tor- turmoils and you have to handle that and save them before they die yep. his, his dungeon inner turmoil is like a bathhouse and it's very like homoerotic mm-hmm. and he keeps being like I'm not like that I'm not like that and how I read that whole sequence of him like coming to terms with his shadow being part of him was like he is not straight. He's not like. You know. Flamboyant. Stereotype gay man. Yeah. Um, that like. His shadow was being. But part of who he is. Is someone who. He does comment multiple times. On, on like women being pretty. So I'm not going to say he's, he's just gay. But he's someone who's bisexual perhaps. Oh, um. I- is how I read him. And then they introduce Naoto, who's another person who's a little younger, comes in dressed in, in a. Ah. Uh, what pronouns yeah. do we use for Naoto?
1: Oh, I think. Is
0: like the big, is like sort of the big problem. Uh, what would you yeah. use? Because like I would use he, him, in general. No. Na-
1: yeah, Naoto through the course of the game um wants to be viewed as a certain way, as masculine and yeah. referred to as he, him. And I think that it's one thing that like they put in the story. Um, I guess we explained Um, Naoto yeah. is an AFAB character. Um,
0: who... Assigned female at birth for people who oh, yes, might not. I- Nope, that's
1: fair. I didn't even think about that. Um, who is involved in the police as a detective and um, because of like issues with sexism and stuff like that, dresses and presents as male to be taken more seriously. Oh, yeah. but, but I feel like Nauto's in general discomfort, even outside of police related things implies yeah. perhaps there is more to it
0: yeah i would read i read Nauto as maybe as some flavor of of trans masculine in only that they're moving away from feminine mm-hmm. um i would honestly say maybe i either trans male or gender queer is how i would read them yeah um and that, so that's so you know, I thought of Naoto as male. Kanji is interested in Naoto romantically. Um, <laughs> and this, he is, before he knows Naoto is assigned female at birth and may or may not identify as female. We don't think he does. Um, and there's like a a relief thing when he finds out but like i you could read that as like a social relief versus like a like a relief oh i i can't be interested that that scene itself can be read a lot of ways i think um mm-hmm. not all of them bad because i think teenagers have got have you know just a lot of emotions um and even if i just look at you know if you look at naoto's like dungeon it's very much like okay you are or you were a, a woman or a girl, and you're presenting as this me- boy that you're not or whatever, um uh, mm-hmm. but even after confronting that, he still presents the same way. He doesn't change his behavior like an iota. <laughs> He's just like, this is where I am Deal with yeah. the shadow. and then if you play the spin-off games, which I'll take place later, I don't know if you've played any of them
1: i've uh, I've done like the dancing ones and the fighting games and stuff.
0: Yeah, so like in Persona for Arena, at least in the first one, I haven't gotten through all of Ultimax. He's still presenting as a dude. Um, If people use male pronouns for him, he doesn't correct them. Uh, He just is just like, okay, cool. Um, And then in the dancing game, it's a little wonkier. It's a very, like, I would describe the outfit as just gay. You know, it's like, it's got suspenders and a button-up. But yeah. in such a way that it's like flat, like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know. Um, and in the dancing game, they also like, take the boob slider and crank it up. Um, mm-hmm. Which, it's been a few months. Though, I think they do describe, in, in the actual game, there's like one conversation where it's like, oh, Naoto actually is really big tits, but he binds them. Yeah. And it's like, there's a lot of things here that lead to either they want to be socially perceived as male or they feel they are male. Either way, I would say that they are trans. Yeah. For that. At um, the very least. And that is not the impression that the plot gave me they thought Nauto was. Because the impression I get from what I know of the romance that you can do and like how they are, tr- how he's treated at the end of the game. It's like, there's like jokes about there's, there just starts to be more jokes about like, Oh, put, we'll put you in like a dress or something like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And like, like it wouldn't surprise me if where we end a persona Four if the writers went, okay, persona 4.5 uh, is now toe as a femme fatale. Let's go. And it's not what I thought the character was. But it's like what they just sort of threw out and decided they were. Yeah. Um. And it's, it's frustrating. Because they basically made these two believable queer characters. And then just take like a wire brush and scrape away the queer.
1: Yeah. Uh, looked- well, like, um... In some ways, the the where they are, because they're in a it's in a small Japanese rural yep. town, so it's understandable that they would kind of like struggle with these things, especially because oh, of the environment sure. they're in. It's incredibly like oppressive and all that kind of stuff. There, there's a chance. Um, my big thing is they released Persona Four Golden that came out yep. in 2012, and by 2012, that's when I was graduating high school. Um, mm-hmm. they made changes to the game. They added an entire character and an entire like other story and all that stuff. And by I know some of the
0: changes, but that isn't the version I played, so I don't know all of them.
1: Okay. I feel like that would have been a really good opportunity for them to have made some of the adjustments to Kanji and Nauto for sure. And even with the release that happened on Steam recently.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Was it Golden that came out to Steam or the original?
1: Uh, I actually don't know. I'm gonna assume it's Golden since yeah. um, that's the more updated one.
0: But and it's not like Persona Three where there's two <laughs> updated ones that are incompatible. Okay, yeah, yeah, it is. It is Golden. That's on Steam.
1: Okay, and I really feel like that was their chance to go. Uh, if if they wanted these characters to be a specific way, and they like mm-hmm. removed it because of like potential stigma. Um, that would be one thing, but they've had the opportunity to repair what could have been there and to like, or to, I don't know. I think that they've made, they've been given the opportunity to.
0: They could have, they could have fixed it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, I guess that's what we're talking about right now. huh? It's like, how could you have fixed it? You could have,
0: (laughs) but yeah. Um, do you have a pitch on how you would fix this? The queer I think,
1: yeah, I think that they chose to make it such an involved part of the characters. Um, you, not every story has to have. We don't. We don't need Kanji to just like take two steps outside of the dungeon and go. I I believe now it's me, Kanji. I'm gay or bi or pan or whatever the they. Intended for him um, It doesn't have to be that on the nose It doesn't have to be that obvious But yeah. They they could have affirmed it More and they could have given these characters The opportunity to Accept and grow And for their peers Who are also your band of misfits Have your peers yeah. be more accepting Of it and that's one of my issues with mm-hmm. Osuke, Is that he is Pretty consistently like He he just kind of, like, he's he's asleep on a lot of these issues, and yeah. never, he opens his eyes to one thing, but can't apply that same character growth to other situations. And, yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> for me, um, that's something that I, I felt like in 3, uh, when characters were struggling with things, um, the idea of the game was that your bonds that you were creating was so that they could reach a point of comfort with you yeah. and with your team, and in 4 uh i just i feel like kanji's story got like cut off at the feet and now to as well they just yeah they refused to give these characters a satisfying growth and and acceptance
0: yeah um, i think all of the character arcs of the main team in 4 they come to conclusions almost despite the rest of the party yeah. like there's a lot less like like I don't even remember what Yosuke's character arc ended with or started with.
1: Capitalism is bad.
0: Sure, capitalism is bad. I don't know if he actually <laughs> has learned this lesson. <laughs> um, but like, it, it, it's 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 to contrast to the bet. In my opinion, your opinion of the better Persona game. Uh, in Persona Three, like their growth and their and how these things resolve, generally involve each other, like. Mitsuru and Yukari, them coming to grips with things that happened in past is a group effort with the two of them. Like they have conversations with, with the main character, not there, where they are advancing and, and, and learning how to deal with things. Um, there are Hello. far oh, more spoilery uh, examples from that game I could give um, that I'm not, I don't, want to spoil Persona 3 for people. Um, okay. Uh, Persona 4. I can probably yeah. spoil, but like... Eh, I'm okay with spoiling the game we're discussing, but not other games in relation to it.
1: That's fair. I'm cool with that. Um, uh, yeah, I, I guess I, I feel like there's these elements of it, and, and I, I'm partially probably kind of at things from viewpoint um there was an issue in persona five where two uh gay male characters are portrayed as being super predatory towards an
0: underage yeah.
1: character. Um and yeah I
0: heard about that scene.
1: They I think they when they released Persona 5 Royal, they had fixed that scene. They had rewritten it, um they changed the way that it worked so that was not as bad. I don't think they did it Yeah, as well The as impression I got of.
0: was that it's still not great, but it is better. Um, yeah.
1: So I just Atlas feel like. Atlas does
0: not actually have a good record in terms of queer representation.
1: No. <laughs> like,
0: every Atlas game I have played that has. that I put extensive time into, at least, that has queer characters or queer adjacent characters has some form of queer phobia.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: whether it's in Catherine, the trans woman being yet another quote unquote dude trapped in all the nightmare stuff that's happening. That's fun. Um, yeah, no. oh. Persona four, we've talked about things. Persona three has a very ham fisted. Oh, this person's hot. Oh, but they, you know, they have a dick. Yeah. And it and it creeps out the dude's involved and it's like,
1: you be better, Alice. Yeah, that's my how can we fix this? <laughs> get some sensitivity readers. I don't know, hire maybe hire some people that are <laughs> diversity like yeah I'd... or or just like if we, I don't know I, I, this may not be the right opinion. Don't write mm-hmm. characters that you don't understand. and if you refuse to reach out to people, who would understand and like make sure that you're getting their viewpoint on things? Just don't.
0: Yeah, I think do it. it's. It would be a mistake to say that a writer can never write about someone who is unlike themselves because everyone would have pretty boring mm-hmm. stories at that point. Right. But. Yeah, talk to people. Pay yeah. people to tell you how you're doing it wrong.
1: That would be so good. Um, <laughs>
0: like, that is people who do that sort of work are very important to the creative process. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether that's people who do, you know, racial sensitivity reading or queer or disability um, or anything else that I'm just not thinking of right off the top of my head. Like, yeah, it's, it's valuable because then, and then if you also hire people who are the, who are, you know, diverse in these ways to, to make the things, that's even better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. like, that's the ideal. But at the end of the day, like, people aren't forbidden from writing characters, not like them. They just need to do it respectfully. That doesn't mean these characters yeah. can be without flaws. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference between having a flawed character and repeatedly punching down at something.
1: Yep, I agree.
0: Um, And Persona 4, and, you know, these other examples we just said from that, was fail that. Um, mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I have a different pitch, not Give to fix to this, to fix a no, totally it's... different issue. Okay, uh, my, one of my other structural issues with Persona Four is that it posits itself as a game where you are part of an investigation team, uh, and you are investigating these this mystery of who's throwing people into TVs to kill them. Um and, like, all of this stuff, where did the Midnight Channel come from, all these things. You do very little actually. Investi- actual investigation in this game.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not actually about investigating. It is... The murder mystery is like a blanket thrown over the structure of the last game. Uh, it's It's about being a student and occasionally going inside of a TV to fight things and save your friends, mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, but there isn't actually that much to do to uncover what's going on at each stage. And I think that that's... Have you played a Phoenix Wright game?
1: <laughs> um, I haven't played one, but I've I've seen other people play okay. them and I've heard a lot about them, and that's exactly um, what I was thinking of.
0: Yeah, so... Phoenix right? or honestly, any, like, there are a lot of point-and-click adventure games, which are really the sort of thing I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I will do my pitch in the form of an example. Okay. The first person that goes missing is a friend, friend of Yosuke's, uh, whose name is slipping my mind. Um... She is the daughter of the couple that owns the local small liquor store. Um, And Yosuke has an unrequited crush on her. And so when she goes missing, and you see her on the Midnight Channel, it helps spark all this, like, we gotta find Saki. Her name is Saki. Uh, (laughs) And it sparks all this thing. And it's like, okay... How do we find her? You end up going to the TV at the department store because you had fallen into the TV and all this, like, there's a lot of, like, convenient finding where to go.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Teddy's just like, oh, yeah, I heard that, you know what, there's this someone who's over there. Go look over there. And you go over there and there's the thing. What I would have done. Person goes missing. And you have to figure out, so keep the whole, like, people get thrown into TVs thing. But the investigation phase, before you go through the dungeon phase, is finding the right TV. Ooh. And so I I appear to have given up on my doing it by example. Uh, Hang on. Yosuke goes to your main character, um, whose name is awkwardly for, for English speakers, you. Um, so Yosuke goes to you. and He's like, you gotta help me. We gotta find them. And so you backtrack. You go to like, where is the last place we saw this person? And you go there. And at this point, you have entered the TV at least once. And Teddy has given you the fun see-through-the-fog glasses.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Which typically don't really do anything in the real world, but... What if, put the glasses on and, or don't put the glasses on. I like the idea of like having to put the glasses on to see clues or see like.
1: Ooh, yeah. Like
0: I almost want like, you use the glasses to find where the shadows have sort of leaked into our world. And you use that to narrow down the areas that you then search in a more traditional adventure game format for clues. And then you have mm-hmm. just like some clues and you don't necessarily know what they mean. And I would flat out steal. Have you played, you haven't played Phoenix click games. There is one of the games in there is. Uh, the. Miles Edgeworth spinoffs where it's not just, I have an object. I show someone an object. It's he has to like make connections where it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, I have this idea or this object, and I have this idea in this object. And if I put these together, what does that mean? And so you give you give the player a system like that, where they start out with like a handkerchief, uh, you know, a cork, uh, a shoe, like whatever, and yeah. they have to like figure out how to make those things fit together to give you where they were last or where they were going, mm-hmm. and then you go to that location maybe you do that a couple times and eventually you do to they were last literally in this spot there's the TV you go in that TV and you end up in the dungeon area for that person and Teddy's like oh there you are I can get you back there whenever
1: that would be really cool
0: and then so you're linked up with where Teddy is normally in his base operations but now you've actually had to investigate <laughs>
1: you don't even have to make it that complicated you can just like it, it adds that depth to the game it makes it because they're going for a murder mystery feel and that's why they put it in a small Japanese town and they have the fog to give it that oppressive atmosphere to give it that that like feeling of like you're in this small setting so everything that's happening is like it's set in this one area so I feel like yeah. you don't have to make it that complex. It it, it it at least adds an extra layer to the Persona Onion.
0: Yeah, and I think especially if the clues get a little more vague as the game goes on. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand... You have to start to understand this small town. Yeah. Like, if you get... If, you know, halfway through the game, the clue you come away with is a wrapper of a certain type... Like, some remnants of a certain dish... At that point, wow. you've probably eaten up and down the strip. You can go to the place that sells that dish.
1: That would be so good. And then, like, one, you find, like, a charm, and you're like, oh, I've been going to that shrine to yeah. talk to that fox kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Like, you have and then, to, oh. if you can make the player feel like they're figuring it out,
2: yeah, that
0: would be great. That's, oh. I think, better for an investigation themed game. I super um, love that <laughs> what you could do is once you have Nauto, because Naoto is like actually a detective that's when you step it up and it can get more complicated suddenly yeah.
1: and then maybe um, you could do and your then fr- if it's like oh friend. no I can't
0: figure this out Naoto what do we do and he's just like you put the Lego on top of the other Lego and now you have two Legos How do, to? That. Oh, I love it <laughs> um,
1: that would be really cool oh I love that a whole lot now I kind of want it <laughs>
0: That's um, happened a few times with pitches back and forth. It's like, oh no, yeah. that would be a great game. <laughs> it's really uh, good. Mind you, I think that that basic idea is a good idea for any game and if you want to make a game like that, I will probably play it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the things that is frustrating and I feel like that would that would fix in the, like, especially in Persona 4, and it's a problem in 5 as well, I find, um, okay. Which is why three is probably my favorite. Um, I understand that the characters we're playing as are teens, Mm -hmm. and that teens aren't always super intelligent or emotionally uh, (laughs) developed. But I really feel like in four, your characters are just like, they're just very dumb and like naive to a point where, as, as a player, like I played, when I first played it, I was 18. So I was absolutely close to their age bracket enough.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but maybe I was just old enough where playing it, I was horrible. Hor- I mean,
0: they're just... <laughs> <special>. <laughs> they're like- at the beginning of the game, it can be rough reading yeah. through, like, the Chie Yosuke Yukiko conversations at the beginning of the game can be mm-hmm. rough. Because it's like, they are teenagers obviously not being written by teenagers. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and and Um, I feel like adding the detective element, that would give, like, that at least means there's a reason these people are involved, and it's because they just so happen to also be pretty good at piecing these things together. Like, that's where their intelligence stems from, or that's why you're engaged with them. Because otherwise, it just seems like a bunch of clumsy, annoying, dumb people who have some weird quirks uh,
0: that are stumbling It's just a bunch of people who, like... Because they got thrown into a TV, have superpowers. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like the only
0: one of like the only ones who are like competent at the thing they are actually trying to do are your main character and Nauta.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, Others can be good at things within it. Like Risa is actually pretty competent at the things she's good at. Mm -hmm. Um, we haven't talked about Risa at all. Risa is um. A teen idol who is taking a break um and she is honestly I do like her as a character um for the most part I think
2: mm-hmm.
0: they made her the lover's arcana which is sort of like the standard love interest uh is how it seems to work out most of the time like yeah. that's the impression i would gotten with Yukari in, in 3 was that it's like here is your bog standard romance um, it's
1: it's the same in five so it's definitely a trend yeah
0: so like that's just like how they mark that which kind of weirded me out because that like with how the idol industry often like essentially sells the attractiveness of their of their teens like it's a little weird to make them the, make her the default um, I don't yeah. know I didn't go far enough in her chain in her like conversation Jane to know the full depth of all of that. She
2: gets
0: mm-hmm. excuse me, she gets some good characterization in the dancing game, where she's the Deuterogonist, or arguably the protagonist, and your normal protagonist is the Deuterogonist. Mm-hmm. Um which honestly I I liked that. That was good. Yeah. Um I got off track. That's like I I'd say I, my...
1: I I think Reese's biggest flaw is um she ends up being kind of forgettable compared to the rest of the cast.
0: Hence why we didn't talk about her
1: for a little bit.
0: She's not... Because she's not a fighting character, and because once you save her, very little plot is about her, she just sort of is another person who's there and is peppy and snarky and cute and... Sure. um, Mm
1: -hmm. Her struggles aren't...
0: Her struggles are very much not visible to the rest of the team, I think. Like, wow. she is wrestling with this, I am a teenager who has fame, and that's actually not an easy thing to, to wrestle with in social situations a lot of the time.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: she is taking a break because she was, like, falling apart from all of it. Yeah. Um, And you just have, like, Yosuke, like, oh, man, you is so cool, and Teddy, like, Say, say? that's not actually his his voice, his voice is more annoying yeah
1: <laughs> I feel like she's definitely another character that could have yeah. benefited from a really full story and like really yeah. explored you don't even have to go too deep into like the idol industry or anything like that because I know yeah, it can be kind of that's kind of iffy depending on it's, kind of it's like helpful. Helpful.
0: It can be also its own game, which they did twice, because then they did yeah. the Persona 4 Dancing game, and they did uh, at least one spinoff that focuses on the industry. Um, yeah. But, like, yeah, they they don't do a whole lot with Risa in the end, um, um, which is sad.
1: So then you end up with a cast of characters that's, like, you got people... Uh, we Yusuke, don't love him. Chie is a fun character, but she's another she one that's a little... I feel like she was a little shallow. Hmm. There wasn't as much to her as I would have liked.
0: Her depth felt akin to what I would expect from, like, a non-party member social link, largely. Yeah. Um, I, I did find more depth to her because I did date her in the game. I, um, that's who I had the main character get with. Um, which I think was a good idea. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. In terms of the narrative, but like she is a good action girl. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I, she's I, also like like in, in the fighting game, they basically pair her, make her up to be just like female Akihiko, but less stoic at times like there's an alternate ending where the two of them Akihiko's from persona three, where the two uh, <clears throat> for the listeners um, where the two of them like fight over imaginary magical meat. Basically.
2: Oh, I get <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is funny, but also then you realize, oh, this is, like, just what you think of her character.
1: Yeah. It, I love her. I wish I could love her more.
0: Yeah.
1: It's kind of how I feel. So. Especially, yeah. like, Akihiko's my... Oh, my, like...
0: Akihiko's great. Akihiko Mitsuru forever.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Akihiko's my husband, though. It's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Um, I have a I have a pitch.
0: I'll be happy to hear it. What's the pitch?
1: Um, this the game, and we kind of we brushed on it a lot, a little bit earlier, a lot of it. Eh. Um, <laughs> it's it drags.
0: It does. It does. I, drag. It takes like
1: six hours of like introduction before you get to actually start doing some independent gameplay stuff. And that's difficult when, and I know it's attempting to portray the like slow town life, like slow, small town. Um, It just ended up, uh, it just ended up making it really hard to play for me. Um, I struggled to get through all the dialogue and then the tutorial, especially coming from a Persona 3 game. I feel like when you've got a series, um, especially one that is this popular, it's good to have your tutorial. Like this is how combat works and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But in four, they treat it like this is your first time playing the game, um, which you know it,
0: it could be. Like, but that's why I they
1: think... have. I'd like to skip this part, please.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think from a gaming literacy standpoint, like this idea that not everyone who picks up who picks up a controller will even hold it right. Because, you know, people might just not have been exposed to the same verbiage that others have when it comes to gaming. Having Mm in-depth tutorials can be very useful. I think with a lot of them, there is a benefit to being able to just, like, press skip. It's like when you read a tabletop book, and it's like, Mm -hmm. this is what an RPG is. If you've run a dozen different RPGs, you just turn the page. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. And like that page is useful for some people. And everyone else can just turn the page. It's um, important
1: to have that part. But
0: it is it is a very slow burn. Um yeah. It takes a long it takes a long time to like actually sort of get into that groove, which is which is rough. When you can watch three movies in the time it takes for the game to start to get good, mm-hmm. it's hard to recommend the game. Yeah. yeah. Uh so that is, that is, un- how would you fix it?
1: Um, I feel like in three and four, and, that, and that, that's one of the issues is that in five, they do fix it. Um, you make it so that when your character joins the group, you get right into it. You show everybody what the game's about. You got to kind of start with not like necessarily with a bang, but I feel like they could have moved a lot of plot up. And put a lot of the slow burn and like time passing before something exciting happening. I think that your character as a protagonist joining the town, and then something miraculously happens like right then and there. Um, have that event tie your group of characters together. You could have cut out a lot of that time. There's um there's a lot of fat on that meat in the intro. Um it could have been pie, I guess. Yeah, I especially since, like,
0: it. especially since it is basically revealed in, like, the true ending, to to be sparse with details, that the events of the game, at least in part, happen simply because you arrived at the town. Yeah. And some other power was like, well, I have enough eggs in this basket, now let's smash them and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, And so that is... A like there is a distinct moment in the intro of the game where if you know to look for it, which you won't, but if you know to look for it, you can be like, ah, that is when the plot starts.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, and it's like
1: I think you could have met Yosuke, Chi, and Yukiko. You could have met them and then yeah. fallen into the TV, go through your first tutorial fight. Talk to them a little bit more, realize that the game is based around this murder mystery, and then right yep. there is where the game can start. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of the character dynamics being kind of explained to you by having, char- like, Yosuke's like, I-, I have this DVD, and she is like, give me my D- D- DVD back, and Yosuke's like, why you gotta be so loud? And she's like, it's cause I am, and it's like that yeah, conversation. Right. you you could have done a tell not show kind of thing there there's a lot of these character dynamics can be explored while the game is happening you don't have to start the game making sure we are intimately aware of how everything between these people works
0: there's like a lot of small ways that you can portray the character traits that they're trying to say to these characters like Chie is a fighter more Mm -hmm. so that like Chie and Kanji are the ones who have, like, fighting experience. Ga trains daily.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Have her come in at a higher level. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it'd be so great if you, like, start the game. And, like, everyone else will catch up relatively quickly if you, like, do your experience correctly, especially since she could then get thrown in a dungeon by the time she gets back out of a dungeon because she was kidnapped. She's more or less at everyone else's level. But, like, mm-hmm. if at the start of the game, like, if you get her... If you like have an opening thing, where you have all of them for like a fleeting moment, you know. Yeah. Um, you can have like, use like got his like, whatever he has at that point, like a baseball bat or something,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, or like a golf club. I think it is.
2: It was a golf club. Yes. Yeah,
0: it was like a <laughs> golf club, and like Yosuke has like, cause he fights at knives. I don't remember what he has. Um, but, like, they have... Everyone has, like, these improvised weapons. And then she is just, like... What, what?
1: Yeah, I'm <laughs> And it's like, oh, game.
0: that is who she is. She is someone who mm-hmm. has cared about this. And have her, like... Have her in combat just, like, shout out random, like, attack catchphrases. Oh gosh, love- <laughs> like, she's so into kung fu movies. Have her, like... Act like she's in a kung fu movie when she's in combat.
1: Yeah, and then we can figure (laughs) out why she does those things, progressing down her social link.
0: Yeah, you can, like, Like, have it if you need it, the more explanation, but, like, there's Mm -hmm. so much characterization you can do with, like, animation and, like, choices in those minutes to minutes Yep. um, that, like, I wish they would do more in this sort of a game. Like, you can get it, you end up getting that sort of thing a little more in, like, more action RPGs where there's like sort of Mm -hmm. live reactions to things. Yeah. Um, And all of these things do increase the amount of time and money you have to spend on these things. So I don't want to think that carte blanche, this is just what they should have done. Um, But like, ah, like, did you ever play Final Fantasy IV?
1: Yes. I think it might have, but it was a long time ago.
0: Do you remember the character of Edward? Yes. So, Edward is a bard. And Edward is one of the worst... uh, Mechanically, he is one of the worst party members you will have in a final Fantasy game. He has pretty low stats. He can attack with very specific weapons. Um, He can use items, which, so everyone else. uh, And he can hide when he's injured. So, when he's hurt, he goes and hides because... He's not trained in this shit. And when Aww. he gets really hurt, he just goes and hides because he doesn't... He's not trained to face that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. you have like a lot of like moments of characterization like that in some games where it's like, things happen, oh, that's what they do. Or like, I can do these things, so this is what I am. And with Persona, because you end up with this like, There's some of that with, like, oh, this person has buffs and this person has just, like, physical moves. But because they have to also try to give you, like, your elemental spread for how the combat tends to work, uh, especially since they reduce the physical damage types down to just you hit things, where in Persona 4, like, piercing, slashing, and... Blunt or of some kind, but like, yeah, give them less options.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so, like, their power sets come off a little samier, yeah, even when there are less characters in Persona 4 that you end up going to combat with. Like, I could not tell you what role Teddy is supposed to play in a party, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like,
1: yeah, because he was, um, he started off as your is your support um like tactics person but
0: but he's bad at it
1: (laughs) yeah and they did that in 3-2 where you have a character who's your tactics character but they're only doing it because they have to because no one else can
0: and then when they jump into
1: combat it's like oh okay i know what your role's supposed to be and it's pretty clearly defined i feel like
0: look the way they did that with mitsuru is pretty great where, like I was excited to get Mitsuru. Oh, I me was too. Not excited to get Teddy. No, because <laughs> <laughs> like Mitsuru has such like a reputation by that point of being like this strong yeah. character, and you get her, and she is like pretty good. Like I used her in the end game.
2: Mhm. It
0: Was like her and I used actually most of them, except wait, who did I? A couple people fell off eventually. That doesn't matter right now. Um, Yeah, that's okay,
1: anyways. (laughs) Sorry, I tangent a lot. That's all right. It's it's hard
0: to talk about four um, because- Without talking about three. (laughs)
1: Yeah, because I feel like three is the first one I played and I loved it. So it's my favorite game of all time. And so four, I have complicated feelings about because for a long time I thought, I just don't like four because it's different from what I love. And then I played 5, and I I like 5 a whole lot, too, and that's what really opened my eyes to, like, 4 has problems that are and story problems. It's not just the stuff with Kanji and Naoto, because at first I was like, it's just that that bothers me, and the fact that characters are annoying. And then the game drags, and I felt like a game like this, it can't drag. It makes it hard. Um, (laughs) If it's gonna... If you're gonna have long pauses uh where like things are mellow, um, there's the right way to do it and that's by making those moments have some meaning. Yeah, like or saying, and so you danced for six hours and then you fade to black.
0: Yeah, like there's it, games often have different points in the game being a very different feel. Like Anyone who has played a Harvest Moon or, you know, the the darling of the Harvest Moon fandom, Stardew Valley, um, yeah. knows that, like, in different seasons, you do different things. So, like, a day in winter does not feel like a day in spring. Hmm. And they can coexist. So, like, you can have, you know, different feels to different moments of the game that flow together because... We've been doing this stuff with stories forever, like having, you know, peaks and troughs. But it just you can't it just goes sometimes.
1: Yeah, there was there was a lot of dialogue that for me was it was just difficult. And the reason why is because the characters are doing the tell instead of showing me things. Sometimes yeah, and and then instances where they just kind of are repeating the same things over and over again. The the amount of time the characters take trying to process like that the midnight channel is something that's like super weird and like the disbelief. Mm-hmm. That's one way to introduce Chie later. Is she's like. Midnight Channel, Fall on the TV. Yeah, okay, you're crazy. Sure. Come to me when something like legit is happening. And I feel like she she yeah, can
0: like, be kind of meatheaded about it. Yeah, because she's kind of a meathead. And like <laughs> then she gets thrown like you can Yeah.
1: And that's and like then she's like, okay, okay, I can't deny this any longer. This is in my face.
0: Yeah. Um and
1: that's the way to put her in a little later.
0: Yeah uh
1: so, yeah, no, 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 um, like there's
0: so many there's so many good moments I had in that game, oh, and yeah. I feel like I've been bashing on a a bit more than i I like to bash on things,
1: oh no sorry um,
0: no, no, don't, don't worry about it like it, it happens, um, I also probably have said that at least in three episodes now okay. <laughs> <laughs> um and like I. I don't know. I feel like this game could have been people treat this game like it is a like this amazing 10 out of 10 experience. I did not have a 10 out of 10 experience personally. I can see a world where it was a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um because its flaws are they're just they're fixable. <laughs> yeah. Um like I don't know, I think that we are in a we are in an age where a game expecting you to take a hundred hours because it has padded out its time is unwelcome mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and I don't want to say this to dis dissuade other people from playing persona four. There are obviously a large number of people who have really enjoyed this game, if you look at its review scores and its sales numbers and You know, the fact that it sold so so well on Steam when it just released on Steam that Atlas is, like, fast-tracking trying to get all of their other games on Steam, like, it has obviously been a good thing for a lot of people. Um, I would
1: even say, uh, based on most of my discussions with people, most people I know prefer 4 to 3.
0: Yeah, most people do prefer 4 to 3. I think part of that is 3 is very dark. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Three is very dark, and I think for some people that's a bit much like...
1: It's the edgy sibling.
0: It It is the edgy sibling. <laughs> um, conversely, for me, four doesn't seem like it's dark enough for what is happening in the game.
1: I think that's why a lot of people really love five. Five, they get that balance. That's good to know. So, but that's not what we're talking about. No. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um... I would say if if someone came up to me and said, should I play Persona 4? I would uh, I would recommend it. I would say, yeah, you should definitely play it. Tell me what you think. And if someone came to me and said I couldn't get through that tutorial, I couldn't get through the intro, I I don't begrudge anyone who feels like they would have to put the game down because they couldn't do it. Um, And then I would probably direct them I'd say, okay, well, did you like the idea of like the social links and like kind of the mood and mm-hmm. stuff like that? And then I would probably guide them towards five or three and yeah. say, try this one. You, It's got the elements that you were hoping for and you couldn't wait for. And then mm-hmm. I feel like then hopefully they would love it and could potentially go back to four. Four is a good pandemic game. Um.
0: Four is definitely a good pandemic game. <laughs>
1: When now uh, that you have endless time, please try it now. Uh, but if if you're looking think... short on time, I would recommend five or three over it.
0: It's funny back. I remember back when I like was reading gaming magazines, which was years ago at this point. Um, yeah, you would often see people rate things as like, you know, skip it, rent it, buy it—that sort of a situation. hmm And I wish we still had the rent it as an option for most people. Because, like, I own the game physically. If anyone was like, I'm not sure I'll like it, but I want to try it, I will hand them the means to do so. Yeah. You know, but I obviously can't do that for, you know, anyone happened to be listening to the podcast going, "Hmm, I might want to try that. And I don't (laughs) want to tell someone, like, oh, go buy the $20 game on Steam that you might not like and might not really understand that it's not, and might not be able to, like, cut, like, you might keep going. Oh, it's about to do something. Oh, it's about to do something. Pass and you can refund it on Steam. Yeah. So it's like, I wish I could say like, yeah, try it. If you can try it, go for it. It's almost a help to me. Like, I've, I've, I, I, I want to try Persona Four. I might go. What have you heard about it? Because it might be like, what they like about Four, they might get better from Three or Five. Yeah. Um, and if they're like, but if they're like, oh, I, heard, you know, it's like a mystery story, and I really want to know more about this character, be like, go for it. It'll be a bit slow yeah. in the beginning. It will pick up. It, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, enjoy.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: I feel There's like definitely... one thing I really hate in playing a game. Sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. Um, is when I sit and like, I really want to do this thing that it promises on the box art and then it just doesn't come for forever. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying.
1: Oh no worries. I was I was just going to like I guess I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much like yeah, um our, nowadays, especially as an adult human, um time can be short. Uh, I don't have the time for. I wouldn't play four again oh, yeah. unless um, I was preparing for a podcast, or <laughs> <laughs> or if I was um, if I had lots of time, like right now during the COVID nineteen yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Like a lot of people were out of work and things like that. That's the kind of time. Mm-hmm. Or like, are you on a, a Christmas or holiday week long thing? Um, give it a shot, but. If if you are someone where your time is the few hours you get after work and before you eat and sleep, um I would probably say give five a shot. Five throws you into it, it's stylish and awesome. Three, if you like dark storylines yeah. <laughs> uh and like you like three climaxes in your game. <laughs> That's the one I would recommend. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how well it's aged. I have nostalgia goggles.
0: As someone who just beat it in the like since the pandemic started, um, did not take me as long as four. It was not as hard as I was told it was going to be. I love almost all of the characters. I thought the atmosphere is really well done. It's a bit wonky at the end with sort of how time works. Mm-hmm. Um I really love that at one point in the game you can just choose to lose.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: and it's like and it is a decision that you can understand your characters making. Yeah. And that to me is narratively, I think that's more like the achievements of that game. That that, mm-hmm. that that false ending is something that you can go. No, that that works. I can understand this. I would also say narratively that Agus is a mess, but <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> Accidentally wow. turning a how to fix Persona 4 into an endorsement for the other two games instead. <laughs> Oops.
0: <laughs> like don't get me wrong, there like Persona 4, like if you wanna sit th- like what I did for a lot of Persona 4. I put on a podcast, grinded by I needed to grind, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, like, yeah. that was... Or, like, like literally, like, I think, like, the last dungeon as I was grinding that and such, I, like, f- I was listening to, like, Adventure Zone with my roommate. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was, like, doing a thing while, do, while like, listening to something and talking because, like, when you're having to do a grind for things, like, which I did have to do in four, more than in three, really. Um, Yeah, yeah, that was fine, and like, it wasn't a bad activity, but I probably could have spent my time better. Um, Mm -hmm. There's this feature. Here's another fun thing. Fun thing you could throw in there if you want to make a better game. There's a feature in in Final Fantasy IV, the Complete Edition thing, on PSP, where you can hold down a button, and it just auto battles real fast. Ooh. And so when you're running around and it's like you're on the cusp of danger or something, you just like hold it down, get through an easier fight, and keep going. And which at some point makes you start questioning like the role of random encounters. I think we are too far through this to really get into that now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I do have opinions. Uh, <laughs> but maybe we'll have to have you back for a different episode for that. Um, that.
1: Let's go through the whole Persona series, Morgan.
0: Oof. We could Let's go just... back to three, but it might be... <laughs> I, I don't know what I would pitch about three. Five, I would need to play first. Yeah. But yeah, uh, do you have... We are getting high up on time. Do you have any yeah. final thoughts?
1: Um... Cannot wait for Persona 6 to have a theme color (laughs) because I think that's my favorite part of the series. End statement. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess. What color do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to be green. Um, They've done
0: three
1: primary colors, so I think the next one will be a primary color. Or green's technically not a primary color. Yeah. Um, But I think that that is the next.
0: Hmm.
1: Obvious stuff yes,
0: because um, it was very much like cyan, yellow, red.
1: Yeah,
0: so yeah, green is like the next one that sort of fits in there.
1: Yeah, um, it could be purple too.
0: I would see purple over green, but I think I just aesthetically like purple over green.
1: Yeah, that's that's okay.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, that is that's fair. Yeah, that's, um, <laughs>
1: that's a weird conclusion, sorry.
0: <laughs> no, I mean. Yeah, Uh, Um, If, I will say this If you are interested In the story of Persona And everything we've just said Is like, you're like, oh no I never want to grind in a video game again Lucky day There are not one, but two Persona 4 anime Uh, Mm -hmm. I believe Persona 4 The Golden Is the more complete one I haven't actually watched either one yet I apologize Uh, But know that that exists Um, if you like this sort of game, you will likely enjoy your time at Persona 4. Uh, We have issues with it because we come at this game not only with a love for the series, but with like, we see the heart and we know that it's beating and we just want to put it in a nice shiny flesh suit. I don't know where it was going. (laughs) It's
1: okay, I feel it. (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay. Um, Candelia, where can we find you on the internet?
1: um a lot of places uh i am unwindera, era so u n w i n d e r a if you type that into a search bar on like instagram twitter tumblr etc cetera, the tumblr. <laughs> um, yeah i know it's not active but if you send me a message <laughs> i'll interact with you i guess i'll get a notification um <laughs> The primary places to find me on my own, um, I'm part of Plot Armor Podcasts, which is on Anchor. Um, we have a Twitter and an Instagram and a Facebook that are active. Um, uh, we do podcasts talking mostly about LARP and a little bit about gaming. And I'm also part of a group called the Citizens of Antiford. They're steampunk writing collective. Um, I'm involved on that as well cool, cool, cool. That's a, that's a places
0: that is so many places <laughs> thank you for being here i hope you enjoyed the conversation
1: super loved it thank you for having me uh
0: persona 4 7 rpg of the ps2 and then the ps vita could we fix it i think so yeah it is a very fixable game
1: <laughs> it's a fixable game for sure
0: and with that, I bid you all adieu. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you all next time. The Maybe We Can Fix This podcast is produced by me, Morgan Le Fay. Theme music is by Incredible Unbelievable, and logo design is by Juliana Wheel. You can find some of my writings at morganemily.blog, and you can follow me on Twitter at Morgan Le Play. Thank you for listening.